I'm Lindsay Maloney, and this is the Book Your Dream Clients podcast. I built a six-figure coaching business while raising my three babies and working a nine-to-five, and I'm here to help you break free from the hustle mentality that's been holding you back from reaching your full potential so you can know your worth, step into your own power, and of course, book your dream clients. Welcome back to another episode of the Booker Dream Clients podcast. I am so grateful you're with me today to learn how to create content potential clients will love. Sit back, relax, and enjoy. Now, this seems like kind of an obvious subject, right? We're obviously not going to create content our clients will hate, right? But there is a fine line between creating things that you enjoy and you think you are making something people want, or there is you making something that people think they need. We do not want to make things that we think people want because we are in a completely different space than our potential clients we are at least five to 10 steps ahead of them. We are probably speaking a completely different language. So by you making things that are beyond where they are, and they might not even comprehend what you're trying to get across, isn't going to resonate with them. So simplifying things and remembering the journey that you were on five to 10 years ago, or even a year ago, is going to put yourself in a different position where you can, it's almost like going back in the past and going back in your Google history and remembering, oh my gosh, this is exactly what I was searching for when I was starting my business, or this is what I was searching for when I had an, uh, suffering from anxiety or whatever it is, trying to lose weight, all of those things. A really good example of this is uh, you creating a workbook on, um, let, let's talk about weight loss. Let's say you're a weight loss coach or a health coach and you want to create a workbook on um, mindset on weight loss. Well, the majority of people who are just wanting to lose weight are not thinking that, oh, if I just had a good mindset, I could lose 30 pounds. That's not what they're thinking. They're just thinking, I need to lose 30 pounds. Okay, that's it. That is the basic desire that they have. So we need to create content that resonates with their their basic desires. Of course, we know that mindset plays the the biggest um, part in anything, especially you know weight loss, for example. Uh, so that will be inside your coaching. That will be inside your program. It is not going to be inside the the things that people are downloading. So you're building your list. Okay. So we really have to get into that, that mindset first, right? <laughs> I, I, I tricked you there too. I decided to title this podcast episode saying how to create content potential clients will love because I know that's what you want, but I'm really saying, Hey, you got to do all this stuff first. Okay, so you need to get in the right mindset too before you start creating content. People will not only love, but want more of. I can see uh, people binge downloading my stuff because I keep my stuff very simple and very transformational. The titles of your content is what people are saying yes to. They're not saying yes to what's inside because they haven't seen what's inside. So we really have to be very um, attentive to the words we use always, right? 
So if we dig into some bullets of how to create that content that people will love and share and want more of, we can start with the first thing and that is do your research, right? How can we do our research on things that if we haven't even worked with clients before and we're wondering, okay, so um, where do I start, right? It's just me here. I want you to think about your assets and what you actually have do your research is to think about the places that you have people gathered. And it doesn't matter if you have five people in your Facebook group or a thousand people in there, they still have journeys, histories, opinions, and something to say. Don't think that if your group isn't, you know, a certain amount that the people who are in there don't matter. I think that's a huge mistake entrepreneurs make is they feel like they can't do a certain task in their business or ask questions if their group numbers aren't big enough. And I always want you to think about if you had five people in a room wanting to ask you questions, wanting your support, would you ignore them or would you go and sit down beside them and talk to them? So whether you have five or a thousand in your group, ask them, what are they, what are they struggling with? What keeps them up at night? What, if you, if had a magic wand and you waved it, what would be the one thing that they would want? You can make it really easy and create a poll in your Facebook group. Those are probably the most highly engaged um, things that you can do because it's really easy for people just to click a button because people are really zooming fast to the feed. And many times people don't want to take the time to sit and write a paragraph in a Facebook post. I know that I don't want to. I know that that makes me feel like, okay, now I have more work to do and I have enough on my plate. (laughs) So I like to make things as easy and simple as possible. So maybe to test out how in tune you are with your audience on Facebook or Instagram, you can make a some options, three to five different options. Um, what would you guys like to hear from next? What do you need help with? And give them, you know, some choices. And then if you're finding that no one is resonating with those things, well, that is a big red flag that you're not speaking their language yet and you need to dig deeper. I am a pro at helping coaches really narrow down and clarify what they're going to do and how they're going to do it with their future clients. So if you need help, I'm your girl, but you need to take your audience into consideration first. Don't think that it's all on you. Ask the people who are in your world. Ask the people on an Instagram post and make it easy by saying, you know, here's your choices, A, B, or C. Um, put your put your favorite in the comments. Just make things simple simple. Okay. Um, the next thing that I would recommend you do is just email the list that you have. And again, if your list is small, it doesn't matter. Ask them anyway, they are still people. And, um, you can make that very easy by making, you know, put, of course, putting your choices in there, not just saying not don't email them and be like, Hey, what are you struggling with? Give them choices, make it easy. Um, do that. And then you can even make it higher by, you can make it a higher level survey by using something like Typeform or Google Forms. I like using those because I like to see information and I like it to be organized on a spreadsheet. So I like to use something like that where people can just click a button in the email, drop into a multiple choice question, just one, um, super easy. They don't even have to leave their name or email, just make it as simple as possible. And then pretty soon you have all this information that you weren't even aware of because you were afraid to ask in the first place. 
The next one, without asking people if that's not your thing, which it should be, I would I would recommend that's the prerequisite to you going in and doing some Google keyword search. This isn't my most favorite thing to do because I feel like they, I don't know, I just like things to be really easy. And Google keyword planners and the, the search, it kind of overwhelms me. I'm like, okay, volume, competition, where is that happy balance, right? But if that is something that is totally your jam, then definitely go and do some Google keyword search. My favorite simple ways to do that actually is I just like to um, go into Pinterest and I like to type in a couple words that I know are relatable to my future clients. And then I'll just, I won't hit enter. I'll just look at the top five or six um, options that pop up in the search options. And I know that that is what people are searching for. Google owns Pinterest. So it Pinterest is not a social media platform. It is a search engine. And I don't know about you, but when I want to know something, I don't even go to Google. I just go to Pinterest. So think about that. How are your people trying to find answers? Where are they going? Google? Are they going to Pinterest? Where are they headed? Where's their go-to, right? Another place that is good to get ideas on what people are searching for is going to YouTube and Google owns YouTube, right? So go to YouTube, start typing in something that is relatable, don't hit enter, and then look at the things that pop up. Those are the most frequently searched words, keyword phrases, and that will give you great inspiration for creating content for your clients, future clients. And the next one would be use Answer the Public. I love Answer the Public. I've I've talked about it many times. I get excited when someone tells me they haven't heard of it before because then I can share my screen and show them how amazing it is. It is so very visual, which I appreciate, and it does pull information from Google, um, and it makes it so much more easier to understand. So for example, I always use this one, um, anxiety. So if you're an anxiety coach and you want to create some blog posts and content, Facebook posts, topics, whatever it is, go to answer the public, type in anxiety, and you'll see this huge wheel of words and keyword phrases that people are using to um, address anxiety. Some things might not fit in with your business, but you are going to get great insight as to what people are actually actually Googling. I mean, there's misspellings, there's everything in there. And then you can click on the actual phrase and it takes you to Google, to the Google search, just like you would have searched for it on your own. I absolutely love this website. It is so helpful. And then you can even sort it out into uh, in, in, into a spreadsheet. I think you can put it into a CSV, which is nice because it really gives you um, content ideas. So if you're thinking of all the content you're going to plan for the next year, you could easily just go to answer the public and type in a phrase that or a word that relates to your clients. And you could probably plan out your next 12 months within an hour because it's that easy. Um, now the next thing is look at what's worked already. Have you been creating content and whether it's a blog post, podcast, or video, or even if it's a, a social media post that really resonated with people, what was that? What was that uh, common I, common idea, common topic that people all chimed in on? I know that my people love to talk about that uh, clients will sign up to work with me because I'm an introvert and they resonate with that. And I know that I've been on multiple podcasts because I'm an introvert and I like to talk about why introverts make amazing entrepreneurs. Um, and so I know that when I mention that, I'm going to get really nice feedback because people 
can relate to me on that topic. And I think it's something that a lot of times uh, it has to be maybe a personality trait that they felt wasn't right. Or like for me, I thought being an introvert was going to hinder my success. And, and I thought there's something wrong with me. So I always share that and people can resonate with it. Um, so think about that. Go look at your Instagram posts and see like this one got so much engagement because of this topic. Do your own research on what you've already done. Um, look at Facebook, um, the most engaged posts there. Um, the most opened emails, your frequent read blog post, go to your analytics on your website, and then use that as inspiration for future content for your potential clients. Sometimes we we don't even recognize the work that we have done, and it's kind of just waving at us, and we're always thinking we need to recreate the wheel, and we really don't. Look at what's already worked. That kind of brings me into that next section. Uh, The next tip is to check out your analytics of what people are searching for. So you can do this on your, uh, wherever your analytics are held and you can see why are people even ending up on my website? What are they searching for? And sometimes it's really surprising. I know that I get a lot of traffic from people who are searching for life coach, um, Uh, people who need help with their life coach business. And that's so funny to me because I don't market towards life coaches in specifics, but I do have a lot of life coaches inside my program. And I think that is so interesting to know. And I wouldn't know that if I didn't look. And I wouldn't know that if I didn't have the proper analytics set up where I could pay attention to what people are actually searching for. So I definitely, if you're not part of the Google Analytics and all of that, that stuff that might feel like, I don't even know if I want to go into all of that, I definitely recommend you do because it does give you great insight as to how people are even ending up on your site in the first place. And then the last one is look at the data, what your new clients, your students, and members are saying. Keep track of everything. I want you to recognize all the wins that your clients and students and members are declaring in their Facebook groups. So I'll take screenshots of all the amazing wins. I have a folder on my computer. I can easily drag them to. Um, I have a welcome form for my clients, my students, um, and I pay attention to the words they're using because those are my higher ticket programs, right? So I want to know why they wanted to work with me. Why did they want to spend $10,000 to work with me? Why did they want to spend $1,000 to work with me? What are they struggling with? What are their goals? And what is their magic wand moment? And I have a gigantic document full of all of those juicy answers because those answers are worth gold. People would pay so much money to have that copy. And it wasn't written by some brilliant copywriter. It was written by a brilliant client and a brilliant student. So don't think that you know, the forms that people fill out, you read them and you toss them, save them because they are content gold. Because when you will take that content, that copy that they wrote in their own words, in the place where they were feeling the most excited about their potential, in the place where they haven't even begun to go on a journey with you and they're sharing what they're going through, 
This information is so great to put on your sales page as you create it and make tweaks because the more you put their words on your page, the more you're going to resonate with the people who are needing help. And that is, especially if you struggle with uh, using their words and uh, you struggle with tapping back into your struggles and pain points when you first started on whatever journey you're on, using theirs is the is even better, right? Sometimes it's hard for us to think, gosh, what was I struggling with 10 years ago when it started? And it's hard to dig back that far. And when it's right there, right in front of you, it's so it makes life so much easier. So if you're not welcoming your new clients, your new students and members with a welcome form where they can share those big things like the struggles, the pain points and their goals, add that into your form because that is copy. If you work with a copywriter, if you've ever worked with a copywriter before, they ask you all of those questions. So save yourself some money and some headache and just ask your people, okay? So let's run through the list one final time and then you can start getting to work. So the first one, do your research, ask your group, ask your people, look at your assets on social media and then ask the people. Don't think that they're too small to ask. I don't care how many people you have, ask them. Email your list, use Google keyword search, use answerthepublic.com, look at what's worked already, look out at look at your analytics and what people are searching for to end up on your site, um, and then look at the data, what your new clients and members and students are saying. And a bonus one that you can do is ask a, a question when people ask to be a part of your Facebook group, ask them what their biggest struggles are, and then keep that information too. I don't believe Facebook saves that information, so make sure that before you hit okay uh, or approve, you you do copy that because you won't get it back again, I don't believe. So ask the people. That's what they're there for. Uh, if you have any questions, uh, let me know. And you can simply join the Dream Client Community by going to dreamclientcommunity.com. That is my free Facebook group. I'd be happy to have a discussion with you there as well. And I want to thank you for listening to this episode and I will see you on the next one. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Book Your Dream Clients podcast. I am so grateful for you and I want to be sure you are a part of my free community. Go to dreamclientcommunity.com and join our free Facebook group. We have all kinds of cool things happening every single day, so don't miss out. Also, if you love downloading freebies, check out my freebie vault on my website by going to lindsaymaloney.com, selecting freebie vault, and there you can download all the things that will help you start and scale your coaching business. And if you're feeling extra generous, be sure you hit that subscribe button so you don't miss the next episode.